You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track it all on betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get to the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today for to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag using promo code Locked On. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts had a great interview. One of my favorite interviews. Uh, with one of my favorite guys, a guy I've known for a while, and uh, he goes by the name of Dominic Ficacello. You probably have heard of him. Um, Razorback baseball player, former Razorback baseball player. And with Razorback baseball going on and how great everything's going, uh, we wanted to get his thoughts and opinions on everything. And he's a guy that's uh, been around a while and knows a lot about it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome in Dominic Ficacello. Dominic, man, my man, I appreciate you joining us. How you doing? Hey, my pleasure, man. I'm here for all of it, man, whatever it takes. Well, that's where I was, yeah, that's where I was going to start with you, man. Because obviously, you know, you're a huge baseball fan, playing at Arkansas. You had a lot of success with the Razorbacks and going to the College World Series and all of that. Watching this team and seeing this excitement surrounding the team this year. I mean, what's this been like for you just watching it? You know, it's it's different. It's weird being on on the outside looking in. Um, you know, every time I go to a game or watch them play on TV, the memories just kind of start flooding back. But um, there's just there's something extra special about this team this year. And it, it really just kind of, I'm sure a bunch of my old teammates would say the same thing, makes us want to suit up again. I mean, it's it's fun to be in the crowd when when uh, it's a big game, but there's there's nothing quite like being on the field and being surrounded by screaming fans, um, it's just it's something you can't really explain. But this year in particular, you know, having that number one ranking, which I, I'm I'm almost positive, you know, week after week, Coach Van Horn's probably telling them, don't be thinking about it, um, don't let it get to your head, and they've done a great job so far. But there's just something special about this team, man. That just everybody's got got a good feeling about it it's uh it's a different breed than than even some of the old uh the past Razorback back team dom what are some similarities and you mentioned some differences what what are some of those similarities and differences with this team and the team you played on well <clears throat> i'll put it this way it all the teams in the three years i played for the hog the pitching was was truly, I mean, without a doubt, our strength. Um, I mean, we made it as far as we did, and we did as well as we did. I mean, the pitching staff was responsible for for most of that. I mean, yeah, we, we could hit it too, but, you know, when two straight years in a row, you're top two in the nation in Team ERA, I mean, that's, that's something special. And uh, this team right here, yeah, we've got, 
We've got great pitching. We've got depth, great arms in the bullpen. But, you know, you don't – you just can't look past the fact that, you know, our offense is, is one of the most explosive offenses I think I've ever seen, especially in college baseball. Um, it's just we're, we're never out of a game. Uh, you've seen it a handful of times this season where we get behind, you know, whatever it may be, three runs, five runs, and we just completely get rid of that deficit in, in one inning. And, you know, we're just never, never out of the game. And, you know, I keep tabs on all the games. Even I can't watch them, you know, Twitter, whatever it may be. And you see people, you know, two innings into the game, we're trailing. And they're starting to get down on the team, wondering what's going on. And I'm just sitting there. Even some of my friends will do the same thing. I'm just sitting there going, man, we got seven innings left. I mean, we can end up winning this game by 12 runs with our offense. So, I mean, people need to, you know, calm down a little bit and just trust in, trust in the guys and, and trust in Coach Van Horn that we're going to get the job done because, I mean, they proved it so many times this season. There's no reason not to just relax and, and just trust the process and trust that these guys are going to, you know, get the job done. And uh, it's just that's the difference between the teams I played for and this team is, you know, we leaned heavily on our pitching. You know, we, a lot of times, we only had to score three runs to win a game. And this team, it doesn't matter if, you know, the opponent scores eight runs, you know, this offense keeps them in the game. So those, that's the, the really the biggest differences I, I see between the teams that I played for and, and this team. We'll continue our discussion with Dominic Ficacello here in just a second, but i got to tell you about rockauto.com and how it's a family business serving auto part customers for 20 years online. If you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts, you'll see it from hundreds of manufacturers. And the best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up the same price for twice as much with the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts you available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Dom, also looking at this team, there's so many great players that we could sit here and talk about, and you talked about how great pitching was on your teams too, but there's no doubt that watching a guy like Kevin Copps and what he is doing this season is just incredible. I don't think anyone saw it coming either, and I think a lot of people were kind of waiting to see, all right, so when's it going to catch up to him? When are the guys going to figure out how to hit him? And it's not yet to happen. I mean, you know you've been around great pitching, especially on the team you were on. How do you explain what Kevin Copps is doing to teams and doing to batters right now? Um, well, it's tough to explain. I mean, this is plain and simple. It's really tough to explain because I played with what I thought to be some of the greatest arms, you know, in college baseball, guys like Ryan Stanick and Barrett Aston, Colby Suggs, guy after guy, and I could keep going down the list. But even those guys, I mean, they would be, they'd have an inning or two here and there where, you know what, they would just, they would get hit hard. It's just, uh, you know, fast of the game. But what Kevin's doing is, I, <laughs> I, I really don't know. I mean, he's throwing an invisible or something, and it's, 
the thing is, um, you know, a guy that I used to play with, I just I just mentioned him, Barrett Aspen. He used to throw a pitch similar to what Kevin throws, and it was just it, it was just incredible to watch how many guys would just swing at this pitch time after time after time, and you know, weak contact, just nothing but weak contact, let alone you know swinging and missing. And it's just I really don't know what's going on. And the best way I can explain it is you can't you can't really explain it when you're not in the batter's box. You have to be one of the guys that's facing in the batter's box to know just how that pitch is moving, how late it's moving. Um, and then, you know, he still has a fastball and a curveball too, and all of them come out of the same arm slot and when they're coming towards the plate, I mean, they're, they're all in the same spot. They all look the exact same until they get pretty much to the dirt, and then they just disappear. And I've faced guys like that before, and it's one of those things where, as a hitter, there's really, you can't even really get mad at yourself. You just kind of walk back to the dugout confused because it's such a good pitch that there's nothing you could do. So... So you just kind of go back to the dugout and laugh. I saw a couple of the Vanderbilt guys do the same thing. I mean, he, he'd strike out a couple guys, and they just got back to the dugout and just shrugged their shoulders and and just, <laughs> just started laughing it off because it's such a good pitch, and he locates it so well. Every single time, it's one of those pitches that you can't hit but you can't lay off of. So what he's doing is, is incredible, and there's no, there's absolutely zero reason in my mind at all that he shouldn't win the Golden Spikes because not only is is he just absolutely destroying lineup after lineup, but he's doing it out of the bullpen. And he's got as many wins out of the bullpen as, I don't know, he's got a, probably more than most starting pitchers of, across the country. And it's just it's stuff we've never seen before. And, it's, I mean, he's, he's going to go down as one of the uh, – one of the all-time greats in Rays of that baseball history because of it. And it's incredible. Dom, you mentioned how explosive this lineup is. What are you seeing throughout the lineup and the balance that's there? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy because we got, you know, we hit all the home runs and stuff, but, you know, the team leader in home runs just happens to be our second baseman you know, switch hitting, second baseman, not the biggest guy. Um, but, God, he hits, I mean, he hits the ball hard, especially from the left side, um, just similar to the way I used to be. You know, he gets more left-handed at bat, so he's more comfortable from that side right now. He's got a little bit more leverage. But it just top to bottom. We have guys like Colin Smith, who sometimes are near, you know, the lower third of the lineup, and he can leave the yard at any time, at any given moment. Um, Jalen Battles, you know, he's been as clutch as, as anybody and, and, you know, he hasn't hit per se as many home runs as some of the other guys, but you just see it in, in the home runs he does hit, there are absolutely no doubters. Like right off the bat, everybody in the ballpark knows that there's no chance of the ball staying in the yard. And that's, that's a really special thing to have, especially top to bottom, because as a pitcher, 
they just they don't feel safe no matter who they're facing because they know at any moment any guy in the lineup with one swing of the bat can either put the hogs ahead or get them back in the game. So it, it puts a lot more pressure on pitchers, I think, to have to locate their pitches perfectly because any mistake could leave the ballpark and you know, having to having to focus that hard on locating pitches puts the puts a lot of stress on pitches. You talk about high stress pitches, um, you know, there's they weigh on a pitcher's pitch count a lot more. Those high stress pitches in um you know, high-intensity high moments in the game, I mean, they do they do damage on, on the pitcher. And the fact that our entire lineup consists of guys that put a lot of pressure on a pitcher, I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty impressive and it's fun to watch. And I just I don't really know how else to explain it. But as a fan and as an ex-player, man, it's, it's pretty cool to, to watch these games and just, guy after guy after guy that, that steps into the box, I mean, you can just, you can expect something special to happen. And, uh, you know, everybody everybody watching these games has got, has got to feel the same way. I mean, it's, we're never out of the game, like I said earlier. So it's, uh, it's really fun to watch. We'll continue our discussion with Dominic Ficacello here in just a second, but I've got to tell you about Lucy Nicotine, which is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers to find a better, cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, a tobacco alternative that does not suck. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, get some Lucy's Nicotine Gum, because this is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month, and it's so simple you don't have to leave your house because they have the delivery system down at Lucy. It is also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on all of them. And for your Locked On College Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code Locked On College to get 20% off your products on your first order, including gum and lozenges. And again, that's lucy.co, promo code Locked On College at checkout. I have to give this disclaimer though. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code Locked On College. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Dom, I like to ask this question of uh, other former Razorback baseball players that we've had, either on the show or just in person or anything, because I always like the answers. But I'm going to ask you the same question. What was it like to play for Dave Van Horn at Arkansas? <laughs> I, was, I was expecting this question. Um, man, here's the thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure that... Uh, most guys you ask that have ever played for Van Horn, um, by the time you leave, however long you play for him, whether it's two years, four years, five, whatever it may be, by the time you leave, um, Coach Van Horn is is somewhat of like a father figure for all of us. Um, and it's really cool. Uh, it, it really is. I mean, there's not, there's not a single guy that I would – that I can think of that just doesn't have like 110% respect for the guy because he, it's not just about baseball with him. It's about helping his players grow into a 
know, good young man. And it's, uh, like I said, he, he's really just like a father figure to all of us by the time we leave. Um, everything he does for us is, is to assist us and help us, you know, move on and progress life. But on the field is, is what I love the most about him because it's, He's a hard, uh, you know, he, he's really just comes right at you with what he wants. He doesn't really beat around the bush with anything. And if you're struggling or if you're not doing something right, he's going to let you know. And some players can't really handle that. But I absolutely loved it because I grew up and, you know, my dad was my coach for a while. And then when, after I moved on from him, I had a bunch of other coaches that, you know, they weren't going to sugarcoat anything. And they kind of got your grill, and they were hard on you, but you had to realize that they were that way because they wanted you to be better, and they wanted to help you. And there's some players that don't handle that very well, and I loved it, though. I loved it. There were some times where Coach Van Horn kind of got on me, got my face, and... And it was just, I loved it because I was used to it. I grew up around coaches like that and because he demands the best. He wants your best at all times. But if you slack off or you don't do something right, he's going to let you know about it because, you know, as far as coaches are concerned, once they stop, once they stop, you know, getting in your grill about things and, and they start to just, move their attention to other players, that's the time as a player that you kind of have to be worried because it feels like they've, you know, they've given up on you in a way. And Dan Horn never did that. He, he really never did that. And that's something that I always respect about him is that whenever I did something wrong, or he expected me to be better uh, with some aspect of my game, he let me know about it. And uh, and that's the way I expect it to be. Because if you can't handle that, then you know what? You might be playing the wrong sport. Because you're in a sport where the best that I've ever played failed 70% of the time, and they're in the Hall of Fame. So this is a game of failure. So you have to be able to cope with the failure, and you also have have to have a coach that is going to make you grind it out. And and that's what Van Horn did. There's there's nobody like it. I'd be willing to bet there's nobody like it. It's uh, it's something special to have Van Horn, you know, give you a high five or give you some knuckles or, you know, as a pitcher pat you on the butt after he takes you out of the game. And uh, it. You know you did something good when you make him smile, too, because he's so locked into the game at all times that, you know, you don't expect him to smile, but when you do something good and he actually does smile, it's like the biggest sense of accomplishment. And uh, it's stuff like that that I'll never forget about. But he's as good as they come, man. He's he's the GOAT, in my opinion. He's the greatest of all time. From top to bottom, everything he does, and it's, it's tough to say that, you know, even though he was still working towards that first national championship, 
put that to the side because everything else he's done and the way he coaches the game and the way he manages the game, there's there's nobody better. There's simply nobody better. And that's why I get irritated when people start to question him because he usually puts he puts down the right card. He plays the right hand almost all the time. And it's tough to disagree with anything he does. So in my opinion personally I love playing for him. I wish I could suit up again and play for him again, but I don't think there's any better, anybody better. I, I just, I really don't. Dom, what was the process like getting to Arkansas coming from California? Uh, I mean, how much, how much time do we have left on the show? Because it was, uh, it's a long story, but I'll try and keep it short. <laughs> it was just, it was really tough, man. You know, I just, I went on three, I went on three official visits. Um, I nailed it down to UCLA, Oregon, and Arkansas. I went to UCLA one weekend, and my family was, were UCLA fans, so we, we had high hopes that I might end up there. Um, one of my official visits there loved it. They made me an offer. We thought it was pretty cool. Next weekend, went to Oregon. I left Oregon saying, forget about UCLA. I don't care about that place anymore. I'm you know, Oregon sweet. And then the weekend after that, I come out here and I show up and everything from top to bottom about the university was just better. Flat out better. The football stadium, the, the basketball arena, the baseball field was like nothing I've ever seen anymore. Palm Stadium. I mean, it was, I couldn't believe that was where college baseball was played. But when I left Arkansas, I knew in my head that everything here was was better than just about anywhere I'd ever seen. <clears throat> but it was a culture shock to me. It was a huge culture shock, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to handle it. So when we got back to California after uh, I left here, man, I, I couldn't really – I lost sleep. I, I would be in bed just laying down, staring at the ceiling for, I mean, night after night, just so stressed out about making the right decision. And one day I was at, I was at school around a bunch of my buddies, and they were, they were so, you know, they wanted me to go to Oregon so bad because they thought Oregon was the coolest place ever. And I was just, got to a point where I was so tired of, stressing out about it, that I just called the coaches one by one. UCLA told them, no, I'm not going there. Then I actually called Coach Van Horn and told him the same thing. And then I called Oregon and verbally committed there without even telling my parents. I did it on my own one day at lunch at high school. It was just like, I want to get it over with. I can't, I can't keep stressing out about this. <clears throat> and I go home that day after school, told my mom and dad, and basically their jaws dropped. And I was like, what did I do wrong? And they basically looked at me and said, you know, we want you, we think Arkansas is the best option for you. We want you to branch out. We want you to meet new people. We want you to play in the best conference in college sports. And, you know, it really came down to, they said, we would have rather you gone to 
UCLA over Oregon. I was like, really? Well, they said that, and then basically another day or two went by, and they didn't say a whole lot to me. They were pretty irritated, <laughs> and for good reason, because it should have been a, a you know a family decision. Um, and then a couple of days later, they sit me down, and they told me, like, listen, I don't know what went into your thought process or your decision-making process, but if you're worried about us not being able to make it out to watch you play, there's no reason for you to worry about that. We're going to get out there. We're going to come watch you play. But my dad looked at me, and my mom, too, and he said, listen, you can play in the Pac-12, all right? And he said, you can be a big fish in a small pond in the Pac-12, Pac-10 at the time. He said, or you can go out and you can play, I mean, in, you can play in front of the biggest fans, uh, fan bases you've ever seen in your life, biggest crowd, and you can be a big fish in a big pond. And, in, I mean, it clicked for me like seconds after he said that. And I was just like, man, what am I doing? You know, why, why would I not want to go out there and play? The stadium's the best in the country. The fan base is the best in the country. The conference is the best in the country. The competition's the best in the country. I mean, I could go on and on. Why would I not want to do that? And I just, I... I Looked up at him and I said, let's do it. You're, you're completely right. I made a mistake. I'm an idiot. Let's do it. How do we make this happen? Because I already talked to all of them. And I was like, I, I hope Coach Van Horn still wants it. Or if the offer's still on the table. And my dad said, don't worry about that, right? I'll take care of it. Um, you just call. I'll take care of the other coach. I'll take care of Oregon. You call Coach Van Horn and and tell him what's on your mind. So I had to call Coach Van Horn back <laughs> and basically essentially apologize to him for being stupid uh, from the beginning. I said, listen, Coach, uh, I apologize. You know, I was really stressed out. I, I didn't – I wasn't thinking properly. Right, I, I was stressed out. I just kind of wanted to make a decision, and I made the wrong decision. And, uh, you know, if the offer stands, you know, there's really no place I'd rather play than, than for the Razorbacks. And he basically just, I, I guess the two assistant coaches at the time, Coach Jorn and Coach Butler, were in his office with him. He must have had me on speaker because when I told him I changed my mind and I wanted to be a Razorback, I could hear the coaches in the background kind of clapping and, and cheering a little bit. And it, it, it kind of opened my eyes. Like, dang, I guess they I guess they really do want. And that's something that I didn't really get from Oregon or UCLA. And it just kind of, it was, it was like a heartwarming moment. Like, these guys are excited to have me play there. Um, you know, that for them to come all the way out to California and watch me play. And when they did see me play, I didn't even really play my best baseball. But Coach Butler, I guess, he tells me this day, he goes, 
I recruited you because I saw you foul off a 90-mile-per-hour fastball that was at your neck, fouled off straight to the backstop. And he said, that's the type of swing I want to work with. You know, I want this guy. So for them to come all the way out to California, see me, want me to come out to Arkansas, and then even after I made a stupid mistake, a bonehead move by originally overly committing to Oregon, they still want me after that. I was like, all right, there's definitely no place I've got to be. I mean, I'm, I don't care about the culture shock or anything. I'll adapt to that in a heartbeat. And sure enough, I did. It took me about three days, three days into the school year after classes started. And we went to a little pep rally or something for, you know, me and a few teammates went to a pep rally uh, for the football team and the band was there and it was absolutely nuts. And I just looked at my roommates who were Ryan Stanek and Jake Wise at the time. I looked at them and I go, man, this is nuts. I'm, I may never leave. I may never go. I may never leave this place, ever. Sure enough, here I am a decade later. My whole family's out here now. You know, I, I convinced them to move out here. And uh, this is home now, man. This is this is uh, the only place I call home. And it's, it's deep to this day, I tell everybody, hands down, without a doubt, the the best decision I ever made was to come out here and and uh, play baseball for Coach Van Horn and, and the Razorback. Well, Dom, man, we could sit here and we could talk all day with you, man, and we appreciate you coming on and sharing your stories, man. It's going to be an exciting weekend, there's no doubt about it, dude, but uh, we'll be looking forward to catching up with you later down the road, all right? Oh, absolutely. Sorry for uh, talking so much. But, <laughs> no, it's uh, great, man. I'm passionate about, so it's something I'm really passionate about, so I, I love talking about it, but I appreciate you guys having me on the show. I've got my number now. Let me know whenever you want me to come on and talk about the Razorbacks. You know, live, breathe, eat hogs now. So whenever you need me, I'll drop everything I'm doing just to, uh, to talk with you guys. I had a blast. All right, man. We appreciate it, Dom. We'll be talking to you. All right. Appreciate it. Talk to you guys. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 